you know, I mean, um, I am so aware that the way that mindfulness has been introduced and often um, encountered in the world is through, especially in the West, especially in the United States right now, but not only here. You know, it's presented and it's encountered and introduced often through a very individualistic frame. Now, we live obviously in a culture and a time where that kind of framing is just so deeply embedded in all that we do, even around and maybe especially around the topics of well-being and, um, you know, self-care. It's all about, you know, the the discipline of psychology in the modern era um, in the United States is very, very focused on the individual. And so for that and a variety of other reasons, our culture, our capitalist structure, there are many, many, many determinants of this sort of hyper-individualized model uh, that we see right down into even these practices and in the communities that convey them. And yet, you know, for me, when I look at and sit with the, you know, some of the wisdom traditions that I've been introduced to through which um, what I call mindfulness and what has been transmitted to me as mindfulness practice arose, like those deep traditions and heritages were always deeply infused in engagement around community. And in a certain sense, you know, there's a way in which if you look at, for example, the uh, South African context, and I've had the privilege and opportunity to go to South Africa and sit with folks who are in this conversation about mindfulness in action for social justice in that context. And one of the ways that they look at this is through their lens of this philosophy of Ubuntu, which is, again, another very beautiful, you know, way of entering into um, a conversation about what it means to be alive that be that begins and ends always in this interrelational uh, dynamic through which humanity or what we call being a human being is um, alive. So Ubuntu, I am because you are, and because we are, I am. So already, always already embedding the idea of the self who might be doing mindfulness or anything else in community. And so it's from, that's from one place that I think about how or practice with how mindfulness might support us in changing our community. It is about realizing that that community is the source of whatever sense of self we have. And so to whatever degree we are uh, becoming more present and aware of our own experience and actively seeking to maximize well-being, we might think of it as, as something we're doing for ourselves. It's always already deeply embedded in communities within communities and in interlocking across the world, right? You know, the butterfly flaps its wings here, it impacts everywhere. So this broad network of influence that's always happening. It's happening right now as we're having this conversation and it's being disseminated out. We'll never know all of the ways that these 
interactions are impacting the world, but they are. So that's one way. But there's also just the way in which it can give us more stamina for the challenges that come when we go out into the world and try to do things with other human beings. One of my my closest teachers and friends in this work, John Kabat-Zinn, in his beautiful book, Full Catastrophe Living, there's a whole chapter called People Stress, which is about the stress that just comes from you and I, and you and I with a few other people, maybe even our best, closest, beloved, how soon we can get into a thicket of misunderstanding, of confusion, of egotistical kind of defendedness, right? So many opportunities, uh, let's say, for uh, disconnect. So many missed opportunities for deepening, easing into our common predicament as human beings in a world we didn't construct but in a but at the same time in a world in which we have some influence it's a, it's a poignant predicament and um and yet you know again we don't often have the tools mindfulness to me is a beautiful tool for that personal to interpersonal to systemic kind of ecology of work and opportunities to thrive uh that we're all in and so, yeah, um, you know, and that means, for example, when we get ready to turn toward changing systems in response to the crises we're facing right now, whether it be by picking up the phone and calling somebody in a different state and checking on them on their basic needs and whether or not they're going to vote, or whether it means, you know, figuring out a way to break down these walls that we often have around us in these neighborhoods in which we live, right? We can live with neighbors that we've lived close to for years, not knowing their names, they don't know ours. And it can feel very, very hard to figure out how to connect. And, um, and I'm not saying that mindfulness is a panacea, but I am saying we might, if we become more aware, again, first approximation of what we mean by mindfulness, we become aware of things like, wow, I'm living here and I don't know this person's name. I'd like to change that. In very subtle ways, that in and of itself, that intentionality can begin to open the door to acting on the next best opportunity. It, so it doesn't necessarily have to be about some giant program. It can be very, very subtle. And that is, in a sense, what mindfulness opens the door to, seeing all the opportunities that our lives present for connecting and changing ourselves, how we interact with others and the world, our relationship with the planet, all of these things become more available to us. And, and we, you know, in my view, we don't have another minute to waste around this. So um, the fact, I thank you for starting with this question about community because I actually think we're, all, we're born in community. Every single one of us on this call was born through one woman with the support of one man, period full stop. So we're all born in a web of relationship. And if we're fortunate, we will die knowing, conscious of the web of relationship that we're going to be in. You know, but what we sometimes do is get a sense, get sort of um, disconnected from our interrelatedness and mindfulness can help us bring us back. No matter how isolated we might feel, no matter how separate we might feel or alone, we're always, always, always embedded in relationship. And everything can change from that awareness.